0: Welcome! We are the Projectile Lunchcast, a group of friends with a combined professional video games industry experience of over 20 years. More importantly, we have collectively been discussing video games for close to a century, including during most of our lunch breaks. People forced to witness these arguments kept telling us to just get a room and make a podcast. So that's what we did. We don't think they had any idea what they were bargaining for, yet here we are. And we couldn't be more excited to have you, dear listener, join us on this adventure.
1: Uh, welcome back to our second episode, despite some outrage among international chess councils still haven't been cancelled yet, but we're working on that. My name is Marcel and as always I am back with uh, Matt. Hello. Basti. Hi. And Richard. Hello. And uh, today we're going to talk about a topic that is very near and dear to some of our hearts. What is it Richard? It's destiny too.
0: We're going to talk about Destiny 2. I thought just Destiny in general. Destiny in general is, is, is largely the same story as Destiny 2. It's all one big ecosystem, as you'll see. As you'll see. So I've d- taken the liberty to do, to do the standard Google Foo for you guys. Start
1: Can that. you already say standard if you just do something for a second time? Is that it, is, standard, it is by then then? A standard by then? I feel it takes like at least three times for something to be established as a standard.
0: I will not drop the ball next week.
1: Good Standard Google Foo. Then please. Um, so first of all, what was quickly somebody want before he gets into the very nitty gritty details? Do? Does somebody want to quickly say what is destiny? Because last time we did the thing where we talked twenty <laughs> minutes about auto chess until somebody explained what auto chess is.
2: Yeah, that's, I- that is true. That is true. So, I mean, destiny
3: um, for me, it's like it's quite important to state. I mean, from the outset that you know when you live and you do stuff, and like. Try and imagine doing it all over again
0: mm-hmm.
3: in an alternate reality. Mm-hmm. Would it turn out exactly the same again, or would it be different? I think that's what Destiny is that's, about. No, so, that's
1: what Destiny 2 is. If you do it again, the same thing.
0: Okay. So when you open the game, you you drop the pebble, and what you're trying to do is, is hope that the pebble floats to the ceiling. Right. Yeah. Yes. So that's Destiny 2. Yeah, I think we've covered the basics of Destiny 2. Do you want to actually do tell you have us anything to the-
1: contribute,
2: Busty? <laughs> wow, I'm blown away. Nice. Like, is it now like uh, the the idea of grind, or uh, that you redo the same thing over and over again in the hope that the one precious weapon drops, or that you will advance in your daily life, in your career, in your job if you just do the same job all the time, mm-hmm. or? Uh,
1: mm-hmm. Okay, you're all horrible at this. <laughs> Destiny is a series of. First-person, shared-world, loot-focused shooters by Bungie, the developers of Halo and the Myth. There was and more tags
0: on that sentence than a spring shopping sale. The, the But not is as is,
1: many tags as a random picture-tree describing Battleborn.
2: This is true. Uh, but also I can tell like from sitting here, Marcel is
0: currently not reading like
2: uh, that stuff. from. from Th- that was paper. all
1: off the top of his head. Yeah, exactly. You should also <laughs> mention Marcel is sitting here wearing a Destiny 2 shirt. He so is no, wearing it. I, I got to represent.
0: I didn't wear my Destiny 2 shirt.
1: At least uh, you're wearing pants, so that's uh, good.
0: For once, I figured I'd try it before it becomes a standard.
1: And I think the interesting yeah, the thing is, like sure. at the start, at the start of this console generation, it seemed like the the shared world thing was gonna be you know, the genre of the generation. Like, you know, it seemed like that was gonna be the thing. You had obviously Destiny coming out strong, you know, with the tagline from the developer of Halo and the publisher of, of Call of Duty. That's yeah. a lot of shooter brand power right there. Yeah. Obviously, uh, Ubisoft following up with the division. Uh, then later on, uh, EA with Anthem. Mm-hmm. There is uh, Warframe. Uh, Don't which, forget uh, Warframe. Yeah, like like small. You often forgotten, but like tr- trucking along very successfully for a couple of years now. Sure. And you know, like it seemed like that was going to be the big thing, right? You know, that was one of, one of the things distinguishing this generation from the from the previous one. Like this more this this shared world stuff, this online stuff. But then it kind of stalled for a variety of reasons that we're going to go into. And then everything was taken over by Battle. Um, Battle Royale, and yeah. then uh, of course Auto Chess. So also auto chess, fun fact: yeah. we were all wrong with last week's discussion. We we discussed who would be the next one to put out a. a oh no! A, a, My boys. A, y- yesterday, to yesterday, 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 Tencent released their own. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> released Ooh, their own mobile the mobile uh, Auto Chess. So that's you know that's so much for that. So Richard, would you? Yeah,
0: like I to mean, give I mean, us mean, the
1: deep dive. Like on as you, as you guys know, Destiny. Destiny
0: Two is is out. You know, so it's 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 a current game that a lot of people are playing. So. I shouldn't have to go way back in time to talk about the history of Destiny. So let's start in 1999. Good start. Yeah. Like a little team called Bungie is working on a game called Halo Combat Evolved. Some of you may have heard of it. I, I've i actually heard of that one, which is pretty good for me. Have yeah. you heard of Marathon?
3: It's not like Marathon Man.
0: It's nothing like Marathon Man. Okay. It, it shares a
1: word. What is Marathon, Marathon Man? Man? Oh my. I guess it's a movie. Whenever I get that reaction, it's about a movie, right? See, the
0: problem here is that we ventured into any time before 2006 where Marcel has no recollection of any media or pop culture that that came before that milestone. That's not true.
1: That's not true. Normally, Richard always claims that, according to me, or the first video game ever made was Halo 2, and then, (laughs) according (laughs) to him, I'm confused (laughs) why they would call something 2 if it's the first game ever made.
0: That's the only way I've been able to explain it. Okay, it's it's a phenomenon. So ninety nine marathon, by the way, was uh, was was where um, Bungie got their kind of FPS pedigree. It was uh, it was one of the first uh, FPSs on PC that let you look up and down Mac. with the mouse. Mac on the Mac, yeah, yeah, I remember. Because when they went to when they went to PC, it was like they were betraying their audience, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. I think it,
2: the first reveal of Halo One was on Mac, right?
1: Yeah, it was at Mac, World, Mac World. Is, it, is yeah. that called Mac World? I think. Yeah, so. it was it was first at Mac World, but it was already an action game. Like well, it, yeah, that it was after their phase of like, hey, we're gonna make myth like a oh, myth, yeah, yeah, tactical well, thing right, again with right. sci-fi. Yeah. So like the first time Halo was shown to the public, I believe it was already. But I, it was third person back then, I think. Yeah, it was originally a third person shooter.
0: No. So, uh, but, but um, they're they're working on that. They they've come off of a pedigree with Marathon. Uh, things are looking pretty good. Uh, same year they announced Halo, they are acquired by Microsoft as part of the Microsoft Games Division. Still going today, right? Do they call it that still, or is it like mm-hmm. all their all their in-house? Back then, it stuff? was called
1: Microsoft Game Studios (MGS).
0: I thought it was Games Division back then. Was it? Who knows? We've got another division. We're division confused. Anyway, Bungie's picked up by Microsoft. They're working on Halo. Uh, Two thousand one, Halo comes out. It is, as you guys know, gigantic. Uh, it's 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 huge. It becomes the flagship for Xbox. Bungie continues to work on, in the Halo salt mines for many years to come. Um, they did they did quite a few of those. Uh, it so was it was it was it was Halo Halo was one through three uh, Reach. Did they they didn't do ODST right? They did ODST. They did ODST. No. Okay.
1: They did ODST as an intermediate step. So, but, uh, uh,
0: ODST was great. Oh, ODST was awesome. Mm-hmm. So they're doing that until 2007, uh, when Bungie splits from Microsoft and becomes Bungie LLC. Uh, during this kind of split, uh, they they still make Halo Reach. That that comes out um, after they have they have gotten away from business daddy Microsoft. Are they Australian?
1: Bungie. Yeah. Because no. of the name. Bungie bungee No, they were formed in chicago i believe it's pretty much the australia and they moved oh, i've never been there <laughs> there's a I'm, lot of i've, you know. I've been i flown several times through chicago in crimson skies it's like but Mad i've Mouse, never been there which is
0: also australia right so
1: but you know like when you mentioned odst i think like there they were like, there was the first public sign of the of the fraying relationship between Bungie and microsoft was the year when, when did odst come out
0: that's a fantastic question.
1: So the year before that came out, so the, right at the start, like a couple of days before E3, Bungie had started like a a viral teasing campaign mm-hmm. for something and said like, hey, you no, know, we're going to have something. It's not going to be the next big Halo, but it's going to be something. And uh, then as E3 rolled by, nothing happened, and fans were like, what the hell happened? And and Bungie was, we wanted to show something to our fans, but yeah. Microsoft felt their E3 was good enough and they postponed the announcement. Yeah. So I think that was the first time where publicly, you know, Bungie said, hey. Microsoft decided something that we are not happy with. So that was, sure. and you know, I think that is something that later on, as your journey, yeah. as your story develops, we are going to see that again with different protagonists. It's a the
0: common theme with uh, with the Bungie boys, right? So, um, 2007, like we said, they become Bungie LLC. They make Halo Reach. All kind of quiet until 2010. Bungie announces that they are entering a 10 year publishing agreement with Activision Blizzard. Uh, the difference here is that this deal allows them to keep their intellectual property. So as Bungie leaves Microsoft, stops working on Halo games, they don't get to take Halo with them. Um, I believe I believe since they they, they announced uh, they announced Halo as a third person shooter before Microsoft came on, it was kind of like their their property was was plucked uh, given to given to Microsoft. Now you got 343 and other people working on Halo. Halo's are still being made, but it's not it's not Bungie. So they, they they entered into this contract in two thousand ten. Um, flash forward four years, two thousand fourteen. Destiny one finally releases. It's sitting pretty on a seventy six Metacritic is where where that ended up settling. So not bad. Uh, it's ridiculously um, popular. Not maybe not maybe not Halo flagship popular, but still really popular. I think that the shooter pedigree paid off. It's really popular in Japan as well, which is a bit of a bit of an outlier there.
2: Do, do we have any numbers, like uh, first-year Destiny 1 uh, units they've sold? Uh,
1: at one point, uh, they talked about 15 million players, Yeah, but they, I they, don't they know always, when that was.
0: They always seem to communicate it in, in players. Um, but yeah, it, it's millions of players. Destiny 1 is doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, 2017, Destiny 2 comes out, so we're, we're getting closer to today. Uh, that's sitting on an eighty-three Metacritic. Also sells really well. Also doing pretty well. Uh so at in 2019 When was the, this? Was like June twenty nineteen, right? What? Recently in twenty nineteen, Bungie announces that they're splitting from Activision. But
1: oh, no, it was earlier this year. Was it, was, it earlier this year? Um, January, I think. Already, like. Everybody felt like, hey, you know, the gaming news year is kicking off with a big bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I believe okay. it was in January. I,
0: I think I think the only reason it feels so recent to me is because they just put out the the Shadowkeep thing. Was yeah, it, yeah like, it's like, like in June they theme. had they had
1: they had a big 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 news. Right. How do we say uh, a key beat? A key beat. They had a big, Very big news beat. Supposed, yeah. Love it. Thank you. Mario so, of okay. point. A pulse pulse point. point is also very good, Busty. Is, is my Padawan. I'm is there a
0: worse word for that term that you guys can think of than key beat or pulse point? Because both of those are garbage and you should feel bad.
1: I don't know, like if you you know if you look at stuff like social media, chatter, which obviously is important, mm-hmm. you know, if you look if if your news is well received, obviously you're gonna have like a spike, you know, like like, like a pulse thing, what is that called? I, I, I'm not a medical person. You already said like a... An ECG. EK,
0: yeah, an EKG. Pulse checking like screen machine. Like a pulse... Yeah, like... Doop,
1: doop. Boop. Yeah, and you like then you have a spike... The thing with the... From, the, from the pulse point that you... Boop. Perfect. Very good, Busty.
0: So so you want it to spike all the time, is what you're saying?
1: Yeah. No, not all the time. You want the heart to
2: explode. No. No. Just, no. You want
0: specific... End- to to, to oh. specific
2: key moments... Key you beats. S- exactly, exactly. You want a exactly. spike.
0: Just about
3: so when the patient's just to create about to die. Upsell. Yeah. So when the patient's just about to die, you're like, no, no they're still
2: alive. No, no. If you want to keep a steady pulse. You want to keep a steady pulse all the time. But then to a certain moment when you have an upsell as an example, you want to get that blood pressure high.
1: If you were doctors, you'd all be guilty of malfeasance. So terrible. All okay,
0: right, let's let's go back yeah. to Destiny. Right, right. So um, I already got back. Like, you, elegantly... you did. He tied it. That was a Destiny weapon. You'll you'll kill most monsters. Mouth eaters.
3: That's the thing with Fungi, You always bounce back. It sounds like him. the illness.
2: Oh, oh, right.
3: <laughs> so
0: uh, earlier in the year, uh, they split from Activision. They're keeping the Destiny IP as as the as the contract dictates. It is theirs. Um, they're doing their own thing there. They are now an independent developer. Uh, and then recently, uh, coming up in September 2019, Destiny is doing a bunch of bunch of changes that, uh, that changes. were not exactly forecasted. They're going free-to-play-ish.
1: You know, like the, the beginning, like everything basically. So Destiny always uh, splits their life cycle into years. Yeah. So every September there is a big release. So either it's a base game or one of the big like content drops, right? like for 30, 40 bucks. And then like everything until the next one is a year. So uh, for for what is it called like New Light, I believe The free to play experience. Yeah, so I mean, essentially, Moonlight. you will be able to play everything from year one right. uh, for free up until Forsaken. Even then, I think like some of this stuff like Gambit or so. But yeah, their multiplayer also be... modes
0: will also be accessible to. So it
1: seems it seems for. like fairly generous, and I think uh, obviously it's. If somebody plays all of that, by then they will have a pretty good idea if they're going to like this game or not. So well, I you know,
0: mean, you see it as, as kind of uh, kind of they, they they've always been interested in finding new ways to sell you forty to sixty bucks worth a game a year. Yeah. You know, Destiny One comes out and they they'll, they'll they'll say things about like how it'll be supported for years to come. Those years end up being three, which would have been shorter, but uh, but essentially they're they're trying to sell you that that beat every year. Um, yeah. Forty to sixty. We're going to get this to this that uh, season later season
1: on stuff. when we look at contractual stuff.
0: Oh, the, yeah, the contractual stuff is super interesting. I can't wait to get to that. So they they're moving to free to play. They're announcing another expansion, another year's worth of seasonal content. They chunk their years up into four seasons. Like years are done. Interesting. Pieces. It's crazy. Or pizzas, just what? like pizza. <laughs> who cuts the pizza <laughs> in four slices?
1: Full seasons. What are you in the Flintstones? Oh, okay. Oh, season. like okay, a yeah, Quattro
0: yeah, yeah.
1: stagioni. Quattro stagioni. No, no, stagioni is correct. I believe is, yeah. is four seasons. What are the four seasons of a pizza?
3: I guess one is has an autumnal kind of mushroomy mushrooms. Okay. I believe yeah. Artich- um,
1: artichokes are in there on a Quattro stagioni. I what? think, right? yeah. What's he, no, I like what this is just there. guesswork. Autumn
0: <laughs> autumn is mushrooms.
1: I like how you like greatly elaborate this and afterwards like oh I just guessed. Guys, anyway. guys, destiny.
0: No, no, hold on. This is important. Yeah. Autumn is mushrooms.
3: Summer is maybe summer is like a margarita because you don't want anything too heavy. So that's just cheese. Che- cheese and tomato, a bit of basil.
0: You guys don't even know it's on a quattro statue. No, right? I don't. No. Okay, yeah. let's go
1: back to Destiny. Busty, for Busty, for the last time you can just randomly go to people and shout ham! <laughs> I believe that is go- called going ham.
0: Okay, alright. So that's that's where we're at. They're, they're announcing another year's worth of content. Uh, they're going free-to-play-ish. And there's 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 a lot of, there's a lot of eyes on Destiny. Yes, this is this definitely. is kind of the one thing when uh, when you when you keep talking about games as a service. Games as a service is very hard as uh, as we've seen even big companies Yes. have
1: mm-hmm. difficult time doing
0: games as <laughs> a service. Very big
1: companies very big difficulties.
0: Especially the way that they're doing it with this kind of MMO light. Mm-hmm. Um th- this isn't even your your standard like games as a platform like it's not it's not revolving around a single-player campaign, a co-op campaign like an MMO, or or, or like PvP, like an Overwatch. This is these guys do everything, right?
1: You mean like an MMO, essentially?
0: Like an MMO. I mean, most mostly, but I mean,
1: lighter, right? Well, yeah. It's I mean, like also like in June when they why do I keep saying like holy, uh, so S in June hey, when mark. they announced uh, all the new stuff. Um, it was the first time that they referred to the game as the MMO light, and uh, you know this was again one of the cases where they implied that they were not able to say that for reasons previously, obviously with a heavy implication between Alliance of like Activision didn't like us to say that. They didn't want your um, MMO with
0: with I mean with MMO World of Warcraft was, yeah. in there. In their repertoire, right? They probably didn't want to murky the waters. Uh,
1: I guess maybe like they had, the idea, or they had the feeling that MMO is too niche and nerdy and something like from the publisher of Call of Duty and the developer of Halo just sounds way more mass market.
0: Yeah, I mean, what have MMOs ever been successful?
2: You guys have been very active in the Destiny theme. Maybe uh, Marcel, you also a little bit in the community. Was it like... Was it a gripe, the community hand, with the word MMO? Because for me, an MMO doesn't transcend automatically into an MMORPG. Like, for me, Destiny is an MMO. It's server-based, it's a multiplayer game, it's a lot of players on one server, and uh, I usually have the treadmill of, like, item spirals, so I just, like, progressively work on new item sets and higher levels and stuff, which is classic MMO, while the RPG usually comes from RPG mechanics. Is it something like the MMO term... Which the community was annoyed about, or is there like even a good reason to call it MMO light?
0: I, well, I think I think you call it light to dodge uh, the implications of something with with years and years and years of content like popular MMOs. Um, you're sitting at two years for Destiny Two, but as far as the community is concerned, no, I think I think they've they've spent their time griping about any number of other perceived faults with the game. Uh, this was a blip on the radar. So I mean, I kind of I kind of defer to what Marcel's thinking is in that. Perhaps that's something with Activision. Uh, some somebody uh, wants to communicate this not as like, "I'm casting magic missile at the darkness," and more more like, "Hey, this is a shooter that you can play with your friends."
3: No, um, I mean MMORPG is the one where I I, I instantly think of the Discworld RPG from <laughs> years ago when I had an interview to be a paladin and I was declined and I couldn't join the paladins guild. I mean that's that's the kind of. That's the kind of game that I associate with that. With with, was that interview with players or like a P-
1: yeah, like with, yeah game, P- with NPCs? No, with players in the game. Yeah, you I was f- failed not. a job interview as a fictional paladin. Yeah, I, virtual, virtual fictional virtual paladin. Yeah, they no, not a
3: fictional, not a fictional one. These were real people. Yeah, these were real people, and but, they didn't let me in because I clearly wasn't, um, you know, paladin uh, material. Good enough. I, I had I was chaotic good, I guess. If you want to use that parlance, well, I played a paladin in World of
1: Warcraft. Very successfully. This
0: actually reminds me a lot of looking for a group in Destiny too, because it's, it's the same kind of it, it, It's almost like a job interview, uh, and that's 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 kind of one of the one of the tent poles for why games as a service is hard, why this MMO like thing is hard, and um, Destiny and Bungie have been seen as as kind of one of the front runners in this, the people that are doing Absolutely. it certainly the most successfully. And there's still a ton of weird stuff in this game. Yeah, so. so so I'm, I'm talking like the the matchmaking your your interview to be a paladin is done on a website. So content is either fully matchmade in the game. You 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 want to play PVP, you're going to hop in and shoot random guys, that's fine. You want to do a raid, you better know six people or put up a post on their on their website or your phone app. You know, or your Destiny 2 companion app on your phone. Um the same thing with the lore. Now they've recently uh, Semi recently, right? So, the lore in Destiny One was for a time exclusively available on the website,
1: on the app. Yeah.
0: On the app, and then they moved it into the game. Oh yeah. And the same thing with with Destiny Two yeah. is is like yeah, there's lore in the game on the app that, uh, that 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 you unlock the the building blocks of this world passages as you're as you're doing things in game. But for for a good chunk of that first game, it was like oh man, you unlocked you unlock this story, this piece of lore please go to the http double backslash dot lore and read this lore tab. That's bizarre. It's really weird. Yeah. I mean,
1: it is just one indication there's, there's several like if you pay close attention to um, as we know game development is hard. Bungie has a probably well earned reputation for their games only coming really coming together really gelling like the last couple of months or something. Mm-hmm. Like if you go back to E3 2001, people hated Halo. They thought it was really poor demo, not yeah. well received at all. Six months later, it's one of the biggest games in the world. Um, we know from a variety of, of you know sources like uh, like Kotaku, like Jason Schreier's book, that Destiny One had massive changes a year or so before release, um, which is probably where the lore thing happened. Like they completely changed the story, they changed the campaign. They changed s- several key members of the team. So, um, yeah, it seems like, you know, this is, and, and I th- it was the same thing with, with Halo 2. I think yeah. like when, they, when they made that infamous and amazing, like, I still get bo- goosebumps looking at uh, that legendary Halo 2 E3 demo, um, where they fight three new Mombasa, um, that at the time nobody really knew is that going to be what our game looks like or what a game is going to be because essentially again the game came together really as a game and a very successful game very late in development so that seems to be a obviously something that you know it's not just exclusive to bungie there's there's lots of teams or developers who do that but it seems to be a common theme with bungie's games that they only really gel very late in development the thing
2: is I mean, it was Destiny 1, but with Destiny 1 and Destiny 2 were very successful. With Destiny 1, you could have, you could say they, they learned, they tested the waters, they tried a new concept, the MMOs thing, etc. But with Destiny 2, one of the major gripes many people in the community have, or in general have, is that it fell into the same trappings as Destiny 1. Like, it did a lot of the mistakes, again, without yeah. like improving yeah. on stuff they knew um, was
1: uh, stuff people wanted to change from the first game. You said tested the waters, right? yeah. Okay, I genuinely understood as tasted the walrus, and I was trying to comprehend like what German what German proverb is he trying to translate right well, now? when
0: you want to try new things that you've never tried before, it's like tasting. Have you ever tasted a walrus? No. I mean, so, it's like
3: going in the deep end, isn't it? That the, it's the, like the, if, you, if you if you're not a person that tries thing tries things, and somebody says to you, "Can you let's let's taste the walrus together?" You know, let's do this together, and then maybe it'll be easier. <laughs> Um, this is yeah. the worst
0: Starburst commercial I've you know, ever heard. Taste
1: the wall. <laughs> taste
0: the, wall the Skittles. Oh yeah, man. Um, yeah, but that, that is also a testament to to it's like it's kind of a double edged sword for Bungie because they genuinely seem like they want to try new stuff constantly. Yeah, and and a lot of times that'll that'll kind of backfire if if they've got a system that people really loved in Destiny One. Um, you guys familiar with the concept of shaders? Yeah, so shaders is That's uh, what
1: makes video game graphics beautiful.
0: Shaders make video games graphics beautiful, but in the con- in in the, in the context of Destiny, uh, you unlock a shader to change the color of your gear. Right.
1: So, so it dies in most.
0: So like Marcel of would boot that RPGs. up, grind straight to the only black shader he could find, and then emo up all his characters. How did you know? And that because I know, uh, and that was very important. Now in Destiny Two, uh, each of those shaders became single-use items. That you could uh, you could shade individual aspects of your gear instead of generally applying it, which was good, but it's clogging up inventory space. Um, you're not really unlocking them in the same way. It became a non-event. So they're always trying something new. Even the last uh, last major expansion, it was a new PvPvE mode uh, Gambit, which is which is depending on who you ask, either kind of fun or hot garbage. But uh, but they're trying something new, and I think that's where a lot of their missteps come from.
3: Oh, okay, getcha. But is that also a source of strength for them? I mean, what, what, what translates from, for example, Halo, which was obviously really successful, yeah. to destiny? What, what aspects of this uh, development team or um, that their processes translate between those games that make them succeed
0: that, or different? That could be, that could be the, the, the stuff of legends you always hear about them, right? Like what was the, what was the hot rumor that uh, originally destiny was going to be a uh, strategy game? A la myth
1: Halo. or Halo, yeah. Halo. It's not a rumor. Like you know, there's there's videos on no, the you can what see exactly. like you can yeah, see no, little Spartans I, I running thought around.
0: That rumor, uh, they they had like an employee. I don't know, um, he's unnamed uh, for the sake of the story. We call him Davy B. Came in and was like, "Yo, let's maybe maybe turn this top down into a back front." You know, so they're always kind of willing to try stuff, and maybe that that is that is where that long standing pedigree of of strength comes from. It's like well, we were going to do this, but we just we just tried this, and it became very successful, and it just kind of gelled, um, which is a good quality to have in a team, but um, but it can lead to a lot of the, the stuff they're doing now. It's it's super weird.
1: I uh, mean, there's definitely like some things that Bungie absolutely excels at. Yeah. Like what we frequently say when we play their their level art is phenomenal. Yeah, like some of those locations, the lighting, the atmosphere, it's it's absolutely incredible. Like always, even with back with the Halo games, two things that Bungie is really really good at is lighting mm-hmm. like to set a mood and skyboxes yeah. yeah sounds absolutely. like a small thing but skyboxes in Halo were always incredible were the time. what is a skybox? the sky above you the box right okay when you look up and it's pretty it's a skybox okay I guess it's also a skybox when it's not pretty yes yeah, but when it's you look always up, a skybox when you look up when you're outside and there's an open sky it's a skybox
0: levels are, are boxes uh, yeah and uh, and painted this, this, the painted ceiling right you know like the Sistine Chapel or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like I think in the past it was often like matte paintings and stuff like that. These mm. days, it's usually like volumetric clouds and stuff like it's it's real three yeah. D, but still. I mean, this has an It always great. Like,
0: yeah, tangent on that term because like you always hear Skybox in the term of like it is it is a two D kind of matte against the sky painting, not matte painting against the sky.
1: Uh, I've never done that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you should really that sounds like one hell of a somewhere.
1: trip. Like after you taste the walrus, maybe you feel like <laughs> painting the sky. <sighs> Good lord. Um, yeah. and the other thing I think that, that they can't be praised enough for, like, let's keep in mind, uh, Halo, uh, sorry, Destiny 1, and of course, all the Halo games were only on console, uh, only 30 FPS, and with that consideration, like, that it's only 30 FPS, it plays phenomenally well. Yeah. Like, like, the, just the feeling of, you know, like, just playing, shooting, and I think that was really the saving grace for, for Destiny 1. Because mm-hmm. during year 1, Destiny 1, you know, had a lot of bad, bad times, yeah. and, but like, the thing, the saving grace was really, hey, Maybe some of the content is not that great, but just that act of, like, you know, getting in there and, and killing stuff just feels really, really yeah, good. The core mechanics
2: and core loop feels they, super satisfying. They,
1: yeah. um, they coined that phrase, and I can't remember who it was. I think it was during the development of Halo 2. I think maybe it was Max Hoberman or something who said, essentially, Halo is about, like, uh, 30 seconds of fun loop. It's like, you jump in there, you throw a grenade, you punch somebody, you shoot them. And if that those thirty seconds are fun and feel good, you know, then you just stretch it out over how many hours of game. And essentially that is what Destiny is, right? Yeah. The 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 core gameplay is simple. It's just very, very satisfying. It feels great. And then they try to hands it like all kinds of different content systems or approaches or metagame aspects to you know to, to stretch those hours like to fill those stretch out hours of the shooting feels great. So what's the loot like? Tell me about
2: the
3: loot. I want to know about the loot in Destiny because that ultimately that that for me is like the thing that would make me play that game because I'm not a massive shooter person but I love looters. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I so Schluters I believe they're called now. Schluters. Yes.
0: Really hate the term Schluters. Yeah. Sounds it like immensely. a body part. Oof. Yes. So it sounds like yes. a rash. <laughs> I'm sorry. You've, you've got Schluters. Like
1: oh god. Well, uh, I mean the, the uh, it, it really is an up and down um,
0: you just described that game. You just described my opinion on that game perfectly.
1: Yes, exactly. I mean, it, it really is, you know. Um, yo, so yo Destiny wing. is absolutely one of my favorite games. I've spent hundreds of hours playing those games. At but it, it really is a, a very much a, an emotional up and down. Bungie. Um, yeah. Yes, it's like God, oh. you can't keep ma- you can't keep quoting your own tweet. Like, you know, you're like, this is a tweet. Like, this is like people retweeting. They're like, and then quote tweeting. Like Matt says, it's like Bungie. Afterwards, Matt quote retweets. This is a great comment, Matt. And you keep going like That's that. That's beautiful. I can't help it. I, I just feel like noise. people just don't notice otherwise unless I explain all the jokes. How we got it the first time around. <laughs> like, you know, it's like when he was like chess. Maybe not as black and white as we thought. Like, it's it was like, beautiful. It has to be said for those who don't know Matt among the listeners, he's a father. So essentially, he's the the, the dad joke department. And one writer, and a to writer. Your destiny. So, so
0: yeah, both of those yeah. brains are working to just come out with random, and the
1: results are horrific. It's my reason for existence. That's troubling. Yeah. So yeah, but um, one thing that uh, that I wanted to to mention. So on on May twenty first, twenty twelve, something very unfortunate happened for Bungie, for no fault of their own, which was that um, that uh, Jason West and Winston Pella, the founders of Infinity Ward, mm-hmm. were legally embroiled with Activision because they wanted to defect to to EA and found a new studio, which essentially would become Respawn, and you know do stuff like Titanfall and Apex Legends. And there, there was for, a, there was a big legal battle between those guys. And uh, as part of that, for whatever reason, I'm sure Bungie must have been super pissed because it had nothing to do with him. Um, the, the full publishing contract for Destiny, like th- that 10 year contract was published in full. Uh, it, it was unsealed as, the, as the 2010 evidence. Contract. Yes, yeah. exactly. And, you know, there's, a, there's a ton of very interesting. I mean, first of all, I think it's for people who, I mean, even people worked in the games industry rarely see a document like this. You know, like, if you're not, like, in a very specific job group or at the top echelon, you don't usually and see stuff like Cuttick's this. that's best friend. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure he has friends. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not I'm sure honestly not sure. It, yeah. like it's like the Monopoly guy. I bet he's best friends with the Monopoly. Does he have a name, the Monopoly person, the, the mascot? Uh, Just Monopoly guy, I guess. No, It's
0: like, it's like something Moneybags.
1: Uncle Moneybags? Makes sense, yeah. Uncle Moneybags. I made that up. Like, uh, like Daddy Warbucks. Be daddy money bags, richy rich. So, uh, so if you look at that 10 year contract, you know, you see how what they originally set out to do hasn't happened at all. I think you know, that is probably already in that contract the, the, the source or the root of like the later differences of, of opinion between Bungie and Activision are there because it said like, um, starting with 2013, 2013, Destiny One is supposed to come out, so they wanted to do four games, four Destiny games in 10 years. And then every other year in between what they call here a Comet expansion. So the idea of Comet was like one of those you know, retail expansions, something like The Taken King yeah. or, or Forsaken. So the idea was 2013, Destiny 1, 20, thir- uh, 2014, Comet 1, 2014, uh, 15, goddammit. Uh, it's, you know. So essentially, if they had stuck to this original plan, this year would be the release of Destiny 4 and as you know we're still on Destiny 2 they're super behind that Uh, from the get-go the first game was already one year late Um, the combat expansion so the Taken King came out was very well received Um, but afterwards then the development of Destiny 2 took too long so they did a filler expansion while uh, like in you know, a Rise of Iron, it's, it was very obvious that it was not did not have as much development time as as Taken King. Like it was really cobbled together quickly because they were like we contractually need to release something this fall. We don't have Destiny 2 ready. Uh, let's quickly put something together. So, so did.
3: they didn't fulfill their destiny. They were supposed to do all the this contractual stuff. destiny. Yeah, the fate. And, uh, I think
1: what, like, you know, one, one important aspect was, uh, clause, uh, 1.A release plan, mm-hmm. uh, where it says that pricing strategy for the product shall be subject to mutual approval provided in the event of a deadlock. Activision shall have the tie breaking vote. Activision will have control and final approval over all decisions relating to retail sales and promotions, discounts, rebates, etc., provided that Activision shall meaningfully consult the licensor with such decisions in advance. So essentially, that was like something where the community for a long time, or the community press people were discussing. If things go, went wrong with, with, with Destiny, whose fault was it? You know, was it? Was it Bungie's fault? Was it Activision's fault? And personally, I, I always hated when people paint that stuff like black and white. Because in right, my in right, my personal exactly. experience, it is never just the fault of the publisher sure. or never just the fault of the developer. You know, it's always both yeah, sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of easy on but, the internet to um, think of like big evil, exactly
0: big evil company I mean, versus you know, scrappy. At, at, at times,
1: I think Activision makes it very easy to to paint themselves We're as all the Bobby
0: Cox friends. If I think about <laughs>
1: it, but you know, like just so. So the thing here is, I think if, that um, contractually speaking. It's fair to say that whatever happened, like with the monetization aspects, and so in the end, if they didn't both agree on it, mm. then it was it was Activision's call to to yeah. do what they wanted to do. Um, and you know, you saw some of that. I, I think what what personally what I found fascinating about Destiny as a game, because obviously I'm also somebody working in, in games communication, is that it it perfectly paints like the current microcosm of of you know the struggles of, of game developers because destiny has forever been and that leads to a zigzag course of the game over over time has forever been been deadlocked between do i listen to the very very loud vocal community Death, yeah. on, on on reddit yeah. you know social media but there's just a small part of my player base or make do i make a game like for the mass market out there but then like the core people are unhappy and usually of course you would say hey Easy, you know, like I, I go for the majority because I want that money. But the problem, of course, is also like the, the role of the media. I feel that is that if if your core audience on Reddit is unhappy, that is what the media covers. You know, they're yes, like, hey, exactly. there's like there's there's a, a shit storm, there's a, a fire, whatever on on the Reddit for for Destiny, or as we recently see a lot with Anthem, yeah. and, and then suddenly that becomes, you know, that is that is the narrative, right? Yeah, people, are, hardcore fans, small minority are unhappy. Media covers that unhappiness, and then if somebody goes online, hey, what's the Destiny community? Oh, everything's on fire. You know that has become becomes a narrative, and you see that very clearly with Destiny, and that is also clearly the the problem that Bungie and Activision and their relationship. Sure. That, for example, Forsaken. I think it's fair to say, was tremendously well-received by fans. Yeah. Like, oh, it was many people dope. say... It was really good. Many people say it is it is the best Destiny it has ever been. At least, definitely, Destiny 2 has ever been right, right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, first financial call afterwards, Activision says they are disappointed with Forsaken's performance. Uh, financial performance, to which then Luke Smith, um, who is now the, uh, I think, overall creative director of, of the franchise, yeah. responded on Twitter, we are not disappointed at all. So, you know, sure. like, he directly in public contradicted the publisher saying, you know, we're we're super happy. Well, it's also two different roles
0: for them too because Activision is sure. is a publishing house and they are public. So they're going to talk to their shareholders in terms of cash. You know, I mean? we are going to be like, "Hey, we're really proud of this game that didn't sell, you know. It was like you want dividends. Here's we we are we are disappointed in in how much dividends or or benefits we were able to get you." So of course you, that leaves you know that leaves Luke Smith in a place where he's got to be like look guys we made it we made a great game and people love it.
2: Also I mean uh, coming coming back for a second to to the ten years plan so that means two uh, every two and a half years a game, game. right? There's basically a, a cadence uh, uh, as you would have liked with the series like Call of Duty etc. Where you had in the actually past it was just
1: like every two years like every because you know, like this the contract was signed at the start of development so 2013 to 2020. Uh, yeah, so two years... Every two years, a new game.
2: Like, that is... If you want to create an MMO, not like, okay, we just like, have a set piece uh, uh, campaign every no. year and then maybe like one or two multi- multiplayer no. modes. If you want to create a whole series of real MMOs, uh, large-scale MMOs, you're setting yourself up for failure. Like, this Absolutely. was impossible in any sh- in any regards. And you can maybe even go that far that, yes, um, you can blame Activision for that, but also someone someone at Bungie... Uh, agreed at some point to that plan which was impossible to follow up on and building an mmo or shooter mmo or whatever with that like two years cadence uh, it was clear from the get-go that this will never work out i mean like or do the game a favor or the series a favor i mean for me it's
3: like for me i think two years developing any game it doesn't matter how many people are working on it it's Mm -hmm. just not enough time like there seems to be a a very correlation between those two things like People think, okay, well if it's gonna ta- if it takes to if I need to do it in two years, then I hire a bigger team and it'll get done, that'll be fine. But it never it never no, seems to work exactly. out like that.
0: That that is a rough cadence. Uh, especially if you're talking about a blocked product every time. With with the kind of expectations that someone would, would, would have and, picking I mean, up a sequel.
1: They clearly must have known because back then that was during the time when Activision still had their their internal studios do a new Call of Duty in two years. Sure. So clearly, somebody there must have looked okay. So it's it's taking you two years, probably with crunching, to do something like <laughs> Black Ops Two. Um, yeah, sure. We're sure you can do a MMO light at yeah. the same time. And you know, very tellingly, shortly afterwards, Activision made the switch themselves to say, "Our teams from now on get three years to do a Call of Duty." Sure. And you know, Call of Duties are big games, but obviously in scope, they're still less ambitious than Destiny. So uh, yeah, that that but, but obviously often that with contract teams, was.
0: Which is which is sort of. I mean, there's a little polish on those, but I think I think what you what we can what we can maybe guess at because we're not lawyers here, but uh, you do get the impression that somebody was like, okay, what is our mo- what is the most successful thing we've done? It's Call of Duty. There is yes. There is a month that Call of Duty comes out. That's why people buy the console. That's why people buy the game. They know that October or what's what's Call of Duty month. I haven't played in. Back, no back while.
1: then it was November.
0: November is Call of Duty month. I want the same thing for Destiny on the other end of my fiscal. March is destiny month. I'm gonna get destiny now. A year from now it's the destiny expansion. A year from now it's destiny again. But that's the thing. And and and, and you, you actually you you set the backdrop for that that point beautifully with their with their conflict between between their their audience, you yeah. know? And and the kinda to kinda do a, a long callback, Matt, when you asked about the loot of the game, I, I think that's that's one of the core issues, one of the challenges they're gonna face going forward now that they are in, in, in control of their own future future perfect now that they're now that they're running their own show uh, it, it is gonna that, that battle is gonna continue this is this is some of the hardest core fans of, of any FPS sort of thing that I've seen in a long time okay. I mean these guys have been the, the the stuff that they put out in this game people figure that people figure out the, the kind of deep puzzle crafting weird um, ARG online website finding stuff out ridiculous timings. I'll, I'll walk it back to you, because I think there's a piece of loot in that game that, that perfectly exemplifies what you're asking when it comes to the loot, and why this is probably personally one of the most polarizing, like, self-polarizing games I've ever played. I bounce off of Destiny so hard, and then when I play it, I get into it very deeply, and I just have this weird love-hate relationship to it. But I want to talk about a a piece of loot called the Whisper of the Worm. Um, all Destiny guns have dope names like that. Yeah, that's they're, a pretty good name, They're actually. all very, very The Whisper of the Worm, it has really good lore and I'll, I'll just I'll start with the the simplest layers and peel back until you can get the whole event and you tell me when you'd personally opt out to, to not be in this content okay. so um, first of all whisper the worm is a very powerful possessed ghost sniper rifle sounds good sounds good you're in yeah okay it's it's some of the strongest gear in the game okay that's also good okay now to get this you have to complete a mission that is more difficult than uh than is than is current like the they, they have difficulty levels of enemies It is more difficult than you are currently able to level to. Well, I definitely have a go. Bit of a challenge, right? Okay, so now you have to complete this mission in twenty minutes. Okay. It's not match made. Okay. So I you, so you need I'd to have find to, some friends.
3: Right, and I would probably have to do a few. I'd have to kind of get good.
0: I have to give it a few runs. It's some of the some of the hardest uh platforming. Oddly enough, in the in the game. I, I like platforming, so okay. that's fine. So you're, you're still in at this yeah, point. In, yeah, I'm All right. still in it. Um, now you have to uh, wait for the start of this mission uh, to randomly generate by finding an enemy that appears on a map in a uh, in a random public event.
3: Oh god, that sounds like some kind of Final Fantasy style um, one-off like a timing thing from some random Japanese JRPG thing, and I, I think I'm out at this point. You're
0: already out at that point. I'm out at this point. Okay, but, but carry
3: on. How, so that how that can is it just worse?
0: that is just for one shot. That is per shot. Uh, people on on Reddit were reporting Reddit and Bungie's forums. I mean, this is general speculation that since these public events happen randomly across uh, across the world, um, the, the this could you could be waiting for up to six hours for a shot at this. Why? Also, it's only on weekends. And that was a point why I am
2: usually play through a Destiny game, play the campaign, play a little bit of expanded content, try the item spiral loop for a couple of weeks, and then stop playing and wait for the next one. Because that is the point where I'm 2 out. Yeah,
0: a uh, it's it's a very hardcore. And, and to, to opt out at that stage, you are missing out on some of the best content. making. Unfortunately,
2: because every time I read about that stuff yeah. in the press, media, or YouTube, Twitch, whatever,
0: I'm like, "Oh, that looks so great!" But what what do I have to do to actually get there? Oh. oh yeah. The the raids are phenomenal. It's it's some really great communication needed content that that'll take you guys like four hours to do, but you better know six people that are going to do that, or you can apply on the website. For people looking for a group so conditions need to be perfect basically
3: for all of this stuff to happen
0: essentially if you if you haven't watched a video on that raid you're probably going to get kicked unless the raid group is looking for a blind playthrough because they're they're looking to complete that and get that content because the stuff that comes out of a raid is random a lot of this stuff is is very hardcore and it's 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 my only kind of minor gripe but like, you must also say that they have this, like, huge, hardcore
2: community of crazy, passionate people. Like, another example, Matt, like, where I think, well, okay, um, for me, as a, let's say, casual Destiny player, it's way too much. Well, I'm sometimes surprised but people are willing to go through in order to achieve something in Destiny. As an example, there was an event which where you had to, to uh, go through several st- uh, event steps and crazy stuff in order yeah. to get your right to purchase a T-shirt, like, physical t shirt and I'm not talking about, like, you get a t-shirt if you finish that event series. I'm talking about, you have to go through all the crazy steps, doing the event process, and then in the end you get, like, a token or whatever, which then enables you to buy a Destiny t-shirt. And that people go through all these kind of, like, weird hoops where every other company, if they would do that kind of stuff, they would get slaughtered for this. But still, people are so crazy and passionate about, passionate about that brand, they're, they're willing to do that. But I, I suppose uniqueness is important. That's why you have to stick to your guns,
3: because if you're oh. doing things that are different from other people... so Just for the record, yeah? that T-shirt
1: is very comfy.
0: Also, oh. also, I think you may <laughs> have also, Richard, be also, it also
1: Richard looks great in that shirt. <laughs> you,
0: you may have left out the the, the, uh, the other part that you can pay five dollars extra and get your gamer tag on that t-shirt. So, have people, you done that? Of course. How, yeah. how much was a t-shirt? Obviously, oh, yeah. Obviously, just, the t-shirt was a crisp thirty buck, right? I don't know. Without, yeah, yeah, it was, it was just tag. like
1: it, it was not more expensive than you know than any other gaming shirt really. So, I don't regret that. <laughs> What? That <laughs> did did sounds like a junkie oh, justifying oh, something Oh, now? Brand, it's okay. Uh. <laughs> you have not offended. He knows not
0: what he says. You have not offended.
1: No, look, all, all I'm saying is uh, I, I totally get that. I think they've, they've expanded it greatly now. Like, um, recently, if you do one of the exotic weapon quests fairly early after it becomes, you, you after sorry it comes out, um, you, uh, again, get a token busty. Then you can go to the website and, for example, you can buy a miniature replica of that weapon like on a small display stand for your desk. But, you know, sure. essentially what these things, I mean, you know, they're, they're just, the, the reason people play stuff like this is obviously, you know, for the look, shared look, memories with look, your friends, one, right? So this is, it's story. just a a physical reminder of, you know, Rich and I, we got the shirts no. together, not because we were like, holy shit, I wish I had a golden shirt you with golden stuff about on nothing
2: it. else for
1: weeks, every day, or Yeah, in but breaks. you know, like, it, it was not about like, Again, hey, online, I want I'm a probably. white shirt with golden stuff on it, because yeah. you now I could just buy that I guess, from okay, let's any talk about popular hardcore. brand. Like, I don't know. I don't do fashion much, as you can see. I only <laughs> wear black. It's not true. I'm wearing gray pants, ah. please. Ah. Um, but, you know, I mean, the reason why people play style, I mean, for example, the reason why I'm, despite knowing so much better than doing it, I'm still kind of tempted to try World of Warcraft Classic, you know, because like in, this, in these shared world games, it's all about you know, the memories you make with your friends, right? And for, for, that, it was not about yeah. the shirt for us. It was just like, hey, you know, this is a goal we can work towards. It's tight timing, because last year I was, I was traveling for work a couple of times to events, so we weren't sure if we could make it. And then yeah. we did, and you know, we so, fist bumped and we had a good time. Yeah. So, and then the right game. afterwards, Richard stopped playing the game for half a year.
0: <laughs> so... I bounced off hard, I told you. So in the Bungie divorce, Marcel has chosen to go with Daddy Activision. Oh, yeah, yeah I get Activision. you, I get you, you. So, Have I? <laughs> what what you were you going to
2: say? I have a story, yeah. Like, like I mean, we talk about passionate players, hardcore communities, how that game, it seems like, caters mainly the hardcore community. And I have a small story uh, regarding this. Like, and from that point on, maybe we can go to where's Destiny right now, a.k.a. where's the future of Destiny. Mm-hmm. Because there was a game once, which I really, really enjoyed, which was called Wildstar. And Wildstar was a game which, from the get go, uh, promised this is like the true hardcore MMORPG uh, experience. Because for the MMO uh, port or with uh, MMORPGs in the past, there was always a problem that the maybe minor vocal uh, hardcore community, I'll come back to that in a second, uh, yelled for years that uh, MMORPGs become too casual, that they have to cater to the hardcore crowd, and it has to get harder and more complex, etc. So, there was a game, Wildstar, which did exactly this. and Even their marketing campaign, their whole game called Hoop, everything was tailored around hardcore. That game was tough as nails for an MMORPG. Really good, like, absolutely solid game. It was everything you as a hardcore player could have ever wished for. The game was not successful. Like, in a way that the you can clearly tell maybe every single MMORPG Hardcore player bought that game, and then at the end, you end up with a game which was financially not very, very uh, uh, in a good spot. Hard to find, an Yeah, uh, but I mean, I what, think what, what is it with Destiny? Because I don't know a single casual person playing Destiny. Well, first of all, I'm a casual Star. person playing Destiny. You, you are. You got the t shirt. He's casual. But I don't
1: Destiny. have Whisper of the Worms. Do
0: you have Whisper of the Worms? Yes. Character? Wow. I, I got in there on a weekend. It took me a couple tries. But, but you know where I'm coming from. It. I do. I mean, well, the only difference is like, well, like what the only thing I wished from after playing WildStar was my time back, but um, but yeah, it, it is. It is a tightrope for these guys to to kind of cater to their hardcore audience. They still do it. They still are putting in content. You see it. You see the the, the, the last update they had is a really great example of this. They they released a mode called the Menagerie. It's match made. It is raid light. You get in. You're controlling how your loot drops. You're controlling the specifications on what's dropping. It's not I like that. It's not as random. hugely popularly received, yeah. but it's not it's not hardcore. At the same time, they had to develop a raid, another yeah, raid, so that tough. so that the hardcore fans can go in there and have to talk to each other over a mic. Or you insta die the minute you're not touching the the magic electric ball. Like, they're 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 trying to do both of these roads, but I, I do wonder if they're going to be able to tackle and, both of those.
2: And it will be even tougher with Destiny 3. Like, with Destiny 2, there was a point that a lot of players who got into Destiny 1 said, oh yeah, let's see how Destiny 2 improved greatly about Destiny 1, right? There were maybe a lot of players who never played Destiny 1, always wanted to play it, but then Destiny 2 came along and was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. With Destiny 3... That will be way tougher because a lot of people might uh, uh, bought Destiny One and Two, think about like, ah, uh, from Destiny One to Two, I'm not sure what what Three has to offer. Maybe I'm not getting into that. Usually, uh, you have a decline. I mean, the, the, the question
1: is even is there going to be a, when or is exactly. there going to be a Destiny Because as we learned, you know, they're free of the of the of the, the contract. Of there is there is nobody telling them anymore. Now you have to do a Tiger this year and then a Comet next year. Um, and, you know, as we said, they are kind of ish going free to play. At least people yeah. can play a sizable part of that game for free come September. At level, which is interesting as well. So, you know, at that point, does it, would it make sense to release a new game where people have to leave everything behind one year later? I don't know. Like, to me right now, with everything they're doing and, you know, all the stuff like, like share progression, um, Moving, moving the game, you know, from from Battle.net to Steam, um, all those changes with the with the free to play aspect. Does it make sense to do all that only to release a brand new game that will tell everybody, hey, drop the old stuff and mo- everybody migrate over to a new game one year later? I'm not sure. Like, it seems like they're putting in a ton of work right now to to future proof Destiny 2. So for me, you know, the question is, are they are they going to do a Destiny three next year? Are they maybe trying to do more of a, um, essentially, the Guild Wars model? Where, like, they have the seasons that we know. Like, they, they have the seasons every quarter that you can buy a, a season pass for.
2: Yeah, I would prefer that, to be And honest. then,
1: once a year, uh, again, kind of like, they don't do it once a year, but like kind of like Guild Wars, have, like, one of those bigger expansions, like uh, Heart of the get, Heart r- get of of Fire Get rid of or the, something. the
2: number, get rid of the two. The Destiny.
0: Destiny
1: Unleashed. No, the Destiny. The Destiny. That, uh, Busty, uh, if uh, that sounds like somebody German came up with that name. Is
0: it Destiny? I'm playing the the Destiny. Destiny? Yeah. yeah.
1: I have the whisper of the verb.
2: <laughs> no, to be honest, if they if change that game like in a in a way that because as you know, guys know, I like to play games like Warframe, but I also no, like this so. kind of like on and off player. Like sometimes I don't play it for half a year, but I like to go back. If I see that a game like Destiny has such a long tail and so much content, I might come back even at some point and then I rebuy... Well, well uh, buy up all the expansions I haven't got, etc.
0: Welcome to another weird part of Destiny 2, because half of that content is gone.
1: Well, that's not half. Let's not go crazy there.
0: Yeah. Uh, the only... It's like
1: cosmetic stuff, like oh. from, from from loot boxes and stuff. Not... That, is, that is seasonal. Yeah.
0: Oh. Uh, all of the year one armor is worthless now, because they didn't update it to their new armor system. And a lot of their armor is going to be the same thing with their year three armor re- rebrand. I mean, this is this is my my probably my biggest gripe with with Bungie. It's not it's not even the hardcore stuff. I think they need to do better with matchmaking. I think they they can get there with stuff like the Menagerie. They've shown that they kind of want to do it. But I mean, they they've done so much work that is just gone. It's it's, very,
3: it's very strange to do that just to strip something out that. That people like, I've, I always find it's it strange. Not, it's it not the... stripped out. It's, no, it's still some kind of, it of is stripped
0: it's out. Sort of stripped out. So I mean, what Marcel's referring to is is your your paid um, your paid cosmetic items, the Eververse, sold by sold by who? Claudia Black. Claudia Black's voice. Claudia Black's voice is going to sell you. Oh yeah. Sell you an emote, and they they just changed that for this season too. So if you want to go spend twelve bucks on a time out emote, you can do that. But. Um, Essentially, essentially, like, if you go up to a character and you're like, hey man, that's a really cool uh, flying motorbike, where'd you get it? The answer sometimes is going to be, oh, I was just here in season three.
3: Yeah, I guess I guess the same thing happens in um, some other things, like in Hearthstone, for example, yeah. you can get these like one-time
0: type uh, yeah. banners and stuff, and you but, can't for, get them. You, you guys are the marketing experts, you'd have to tell me, because I, I imagine there's some kind of pull in, in the, the fact that it's like, I have this bike, it looks stupid, but it's no full. one else has this bike. And oh, then never get, get it again, and
3: you better be ready for the next one. Obviously, the you next, know, next one drops. Yeah. The
1: fomo, the, the fear of the missing out, is, exactly. a, is a very strong, it's extremely strong yeah. a psychological motivator to buy stuff. But yeah, but uh, I mean, it's, I mean, it's no coincidence that tons of games, as a service games, you know, do that. Yeah, um, but
0: the the in game stuff is the one that really gets me. It's like it's like, hey, we're introducing a new way for you to level up your guns. It's only going to work with content in year two. So your year Wait, one guns here
1: maybe uh, Maybe yeah, but, but there again we're, we're closer to the uh, to the MMO approach. Like if you look at World of Warcraft, yeah. it's had six. I should notice <laughs> it should have six expansions, now, I believe. Yeah. And of but course, every right. every expansion, uh, you know, initially they they raised max over by ten levels. Now it's five. Yeah. Um, which always means that a ton of the stuff that you worked for in the past two years, because on average they come out every two years. Yeah. Um becomes outdated or you know like for for the developers a ton of the stuff you created like all the questing content
0: you know it's sure. more or less obsolete sure but when somebody hops in I, I haven't played a lot of World of Warcraft when somebody hops in you played in new, any World of Warcraft I've played none World of Warcraft I only okay. played Wildstar so MMOs are awesome that was your first one and only MMO you've played? Yeah. I'm sorry. I am also sorry. I like Wildstar, but I'm sorry. I didn't like Wildstar, and I'm more sorry. But my point is, when somebody starts a new World of Warcraft campaign, right? Hmm. Like, do they still get to go use that content? Like, are they are they still, like, going through the, the beginning? I want to start fresh, and I'm not going to boost my character. Is that is that year one content that only goes up to a certain level still relevant because like I mean some of it is there
1: a ton of it has been massively reworked, but now you have so much leveling content questing content you know you won't see all like if you want to see all of it then you're just going to be hopelessly out leveled and it'll just be snap a finger and everybody falls down dead
0: but you can get it yeah I mean the, the point here isn't isn't that, that
1: uh I mean you can still like the year one armor is still there in Destiny, it's just pointless at this point. You know, that, exactly. that was what I was that was my oh, okay, analogy no. to World of Warcraft. That so content can, is there. Yeah. It just like by now there's quality wise there's just better content than five years ago. Uh, it's it just flows much better. Sure. So you know, why would you want to bother I mean, unless I th- I you're a historian say, I wanna see how this zone, you know, yeah. how leveling in the World of Warcraft looked like three expansions ago. Sure. I mean to to
3: go back to what you said about will there be a Destiny three, yeah. like I think these He's type make of games. Job, no, I'm not. These type of games, they do like they do suffer even more greatly than any other type for this this need to reinvent something. Sure. Because if you don't do that, then that you know what is the structure is going to be as a player. You're like, I know how this is going to be structured. And and people are already looking at like a game that isn't one of these, which is Borderlands three, and saying, This isn't new enough. And that's right. a, that's a sequel. Right. So you really need to be doing something that's fundamentally different or a shift. Yeah. Um, and then you look at, like, WoW, and that was that's lasted a very long time just by being updated and rejuvenated and renewed and whatever. And now people are clamoring to have the first part of it back. It's really weird. Like, maybe one day someone will they say, will, can we please have
0: Destiny 2 vanilla back, please? Uh, they, they do that a lot already. They talk about weapons in Destiny
1: 1. I, I just think it's going to... I, think it's I gonna, hope my favorite gun from Destiny 1 comes back. He one Who loves his favorite gun? Say what the gun is called? Just so Matt can get the names? It's not about that. It was way more important is what it does. What is it? Do? It's like, uh, it, it was the only, back then, it was the only, so Destiny of three weapon slots. Primary in, in, in Destiny 1 was primary, secondary, and power. And this was the only primary weapon then that had an elemental damage. It was arc, which is lighting. So if you shot somebody and there was close by a guy, the lightning arced over to them. Uh, if you quickly gave them headshots, you loaded up your, ult, your super. And my super back then was Storm Trance which is oh, wow. essentially you go all Emperor Palpatine you like enough. you just go around like zzzz that zzzz shooting, like, that, um, like shooting, shooting lighting place. and it's just it was just a non-stop lighting machine like I I, I Emperor Palpatine these yeah. people my super is gone I immediately reloaded by yeah. shooting people with lighting gun and then did you get like a theming bonus Did to stack
3: the the? I, the I
1: no not not in-game wise but you know head cannon wise I was by far the hottest lighting person around oh, so, ever. Yeah. So could you do that again he would... Oh, wow, that's gonna mess with your sound right there. Yeah, I'm
0: so sorry. Okay, all right. So, so yeah, I, I think I think in the future that might rub on them a little bit with the idea like like hey, we're gonna go up to do Solstice of Heroes again, their big yearly event where you celebrate the content of the last year. We're gonna get some armor that is immediately gonna be useless two weeks later. I hope that they they come up with that. So, uh, how are we doing on time, gentlemen? I think I think uh, we should come to an end. All right, so uh, like we, we've all talked. Was, uh, would, unlike yeah, Destiny. Unlike Destiny, we should all come to an end. That was oddly, oddly touching. Um, wow. Why don't, we all, why don't we all weigh in one more time? Basti, last words on Destiny.
2: My last question is, will Kate 6 come ever back? No. Matt,
0: what, are you, what have you learned today?
3: Uh, I've learned that I should probably have a crack at Destiny while it's free, because there's no harm in doing that right and then maybe I'll, maybe I'll enjoy it and get into it and, and have some things to say on the community forums
1: Marcel well since I get the last word I have to say I last weekend I unlocked the last word which is a super good gun in the game and uh, I had the most fun in a long time I was in a Crucible match and you can ask my girlfriend this happened I immediately quick succession like three shots killed two guys and just pointed at my screen like <laughs> and she was like you, you're so adorable right now thanks destiny
0: you completely made up every word of that story, didn't you? It's not. No. No one has ever called you adorable. You have. You got me there. All right. Um, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna keep doing this.
1: I'm afraid. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, like, what we could do in the future is like we come up with a couple topics we'd like to discuss, so we could see interesting discussions going on. We can then ask people on the tweets which of these they would like to hear matt's dulcet tones elaborate on
0: are is there is there a place that people can send us questions or things that they like
1: basti's twitter account. if they if they like it they can tell that me to, to me on my twitter account if they dislike it please tell basti on his twitter account but we also have an email right? we have an email Busty which is a projector lunchcast at hotmail Gmail, wow. At Ooh. gmail.com. I've
3: always said email's the new Projectile
1: thing. Projectile Lunchcast. Uh, it'll be at the bottom of the screen. You are a natural-born host. Yeah, thank you.
0: ProjectileLunchcast at gmail.com. Please tell us uh, what are the four toppings on a seasonal pizza, since uh, since these guys won't let me find out.
3: And then project all of it up into the email inbox so that You it's... already had
1: your last word. Sorry. Sorry. So, uh, thank you everybody for joining us and uh, (laughs) hopefully talk to you again very soon. Next lunch break. Next lunch break. Goodbye. See you next time. I knocked on her door, she said, What you wait for? I heard you was looking for a king. Been climbing the pyramid, her steps made of green. I'm